Arsene Wenger completed the best thing to ever do in football. I, I, st- I still put Thiago as one of the best performers out there. Yeah. So Ronaldo was brought in there to win the Champions League for him and he hasn't. Yeah. But if Pep was current at Juve, with, the, with some of the players that are there, they would not be having any problems and they definitely wouldn't be 2-1 down to Porto. I, I think, still think they're going to. I think they're going to get through to the Champions League anyway. I think that's rubbish. They were losing. Yeah. They lost to Leon. Lovely, lovely. Welcome to TSV, the supporters' voice. It's a bod- uh, podcast built by the supporters for the fucking supporters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a weekly podcast. <laughs> it's a weekly podcast. Well, we're trying at least. Um, so make sure you stay subscribed to our YouTube channel. So stay tuned for things that could be coming across. And yeah, we are students of the game. We are not professionals yet. We're trying to be, but we feel like we always have an opinion on certain topics. And this is why we've created what we've created today. Um, so yeah, make sure you follow us on the socials. Um, the, the supporters voice on here. YouTube, and then also the dot supporters voice on Twitter. Oh, sorry, on Instagram and on Twitter, the supporters v one. But in case you get any, if you, in case you get lost, we have a link tree where it connects to all our social media, so you can even find us on OnlyFans as well if you want. <laughs> <laughs> getting, it, getting it started. How's everyone feeling? Good. Well, I feel a bit sick. I'm just thinking about you on OnlyFans now, mate. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, cool. So obviously there's been a few topics that's been circling around, um, a few things that we wanted to talk about on here. Uh, first thing that I've seen, uh, I think we can all talk about it, that's been circulating is about managers and what was the best error. Um, so first question out there, who is the best Premier League manager out there? Is Pep reaching that status or does he not deserve to be there? I mean, currently you can't argue it, can you? The amount of seasons he's been in the Premier League and he's won, well, he's looking like he's going to be about to win his third, isn't he? Mm. So, yeah. and he's only been here five years, is it? Five years this year? Yeah, I think this is his fifth year. So, so when you're winning three out of five, of course, he's got to be up there. He's got to be the best, currently, the best manager in the Premier League. He's got to be. What? Not currently, not yeah. I'm, talk- I'm not talking about managers that's in the game at the moment. I'm talking about of all time. I mean, you've got to look at the sort of like, he's definitely in the top five of all time. 100%. Does he reach number one though? Because that's what's circling no, around. No, no way. I don't think so. I think longevity has to come into it. And I think Ferguson being able to be there for 26 years and consistently bring United back up to the top. If one season they didn't win the title, next season they were going to win it. It was always bouncing back. I think he's got to be the best Premier League manager of all time. Of course you're going to say that. You're a United fan. Speaking of which... Go on, then who's for you then, Jamie? I mean, to me, you've got to put Mourinho in the mix as well. Yeah. You've got to put Mourinho yeah, yeah, in the yeah. mix. I think he, he's, he's not just done it with one club. Well, I mean, I suppose he has, he has only won the title with one <laughs> club, hasn't he? But you know what I mean? He's not just had success. He's not just had success with one club. He's obviously... We talk about like the Messi and Ronaldo debate and you say like, well... Ronaldo's done it in multiple leagues. Mourinho's done exactly the same thing. He's he's done it in the English league. He's done it in the Italian league. He's done it in the um, Spanish league. He's unreal. At the end of the, and and to me, I was looking at stats earlier, and again, 
that 15 goals he conceded in, the, in one Premier League yeah. season. 15 goals. Nobody's Same. ever going to match that. Yeah. Ever. No. I don't care what you say about his style of play. At the end of the day, he, he had... He defensively is amazing. And he has smashed records. Yeah. Do you not feel that if you look at Chelsea and everyone else, and I know Man City have spent by far the most of the teams in recent in recent years, but you look at other teams around the world that are still spending that money and not getting success. So look when Pep was at Barcelona, when arguably they've got one of the best teams in the world. Pep leaves and not much of that changed, yet they weren't getting success. And you look at that at many teams, PSG, they have spent so much money. And on star players as well, they've got some very good players in their team, yet they're still not getting that success. So although Pep is spending that money, and I agree he has an unbelievable team, he is managing that team ridiculously well, in my opinion. And I think that comes down to him as a person, mm. not just the money he spent. Yeah, it's true. I think for me, he makes he makes good players, great players. Uh-huh. And, and I think that's the difference between him and a lot of other people, is that he, he, he can buy those fantastic players and make them even better. Look at Sterling. Yeah, and 100%. I, don't think anyone, I mean, a lot of people question it, but... His season at Liverpool before he left, they had they, they were they were like the triple S, weren't they? Like like Suarez, Sterling, and um, Sturridge, and they were seen as like the deadliest trio sort of going mm-hmm. at the time. Obviously, he took Sterling and has made him even better. And I know that a lot of English fans hate Sterling because of things that he does in England and stuff like that. But to me, I mean, I think he actually does a lot of work right off the ball that gets yeah. unnoticed yeah. a lot. But how amazing is he made Sterling? He's made he, he's easily double double or tripled his value. Yeah, yeah. But then as well, you're talking about longevity. Uh, longevity. You've got to then look at Arsene Wenger as well. Arsene Wenger completed the best thing to ever do in football, apart from I suppose you could you should say the quadruple. But the invincible season, going a whole season without losing in the Premier League. Yeah, in, in the Premier League, we'll make sure we. It's unreal. <laughs> the Premier League. Okay. I don't think it'll be done again. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it'll be done again. No, I don't see any of the teams currently doing that, but I feel like it can. It can definitely be done at some point. But that being said, does that put him in in number one ranking? Then who who goes as number one? I think Ferguson. Yeah. Before not only what he achieved, the way he achieved it, and I get. I know he started to spend money, but it's how he started. He didn't spend that money. He drew the club. And everything was around him, and he afforded mm-hmm. to spend the money in the end. And I mean, look at that team that he he, he retired on. That team was nowhere near a Premier League winning team yet. Yeah, he, it was a Premier League winning team when they were basically on the decline. Yeah, and then sure. Moyes took in, and it just got worse. Just couldn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't have the influence. Of Alex, uh, <laughs> Alex. Shit since. No, no uh, title since then either, right? No, they haven't. No, no title. No title. And he still have the nerve to talk. Imagine that. Um, we're coming back next season. Uh, next, I thought this is the season. Yeah, it was supposed to be. Yeah, you got back. Yeah. This is your best doing it, and just didn't happen. But yeah, to conclude in a nutshell, then our, our top four and our rankings. What are we saying for number one? Or let's let's start. Number four. Number one is obviously Sir Alex oh, Ferguson. Yeah. Number two would be right now. I think Mourinho, then Arsene Wenger, then Pep, but then. When Pep wins his third title, someone either Mourinho or Wenger's gonna have to move um, outside the bottom top three, I think. Because really and truly, we're comparing how many how many 
So he won three then. Huh? One of them being a gold trophy. No one else has won it. Does that put him at first? And bear in mind as well, he was consistently hitting top four. Consistently. But is top four winning the league? And that's what all the top clubs want in their manager. No, it's not. But can did Sir Alex Ferguson in the whole how many times he's won it win that gold trophy? I mean, this is the argument. It's well, not yeah, something yeah, I believe yeah. in, but yeah. this is something... No, you're making a point. No, yeah, yeah. I don't think it would be done again. But then if you look, after they won that, they, they haven't won a title since. No, they haven't won anything since. So he had arguably one of the best seasons you can have in domestic football. And then could never, ever, ever even get close to that level, not even win the title. Yeah. He had another 14 seasons after that and didn't win another title. What was their best position? Second? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was probably. good. But yeah. that was the Leicester season as well, I think. Yeah. So. yeah. But then again, you've got to look at as well is that he did it again with average players. Mm. Like he, he wasn't doing it with what, he wasn't buying in world class players because. The other day, Arsenal isn't known for doing that. They're not known for buying in those players. And that's why Arsenal fans absolutely hate the board because they don't buy but enough then, players in, um, even though they've spent loads of money again, recently. That team that but, they had that won the, the Golden Trophy, they really and truly, he could have pushed that team to be consistent like how Sir Alex Ferguson done it with United. But yeah. it's kind of... Stayed at that's, that's only because they didn't replace the players that they sold on, wasn't it? Like Vieira left, didn't replace him, probably still haven't replaced him. Taylor and Reed left, they didn't replace him. Burkamp haven't really replaced him. But we we look at spending money again though, but if we look recently when Leicester won the title, for example, showing it's possible you don't need money to compete. And if you look this season, I know money has been spent, but not on the other levels, like West Ham are now competing. Yeah, Leicester are competing and they're spending money, but still not as much as the rest. Uh, and then we had Wolves who came yeah, up. Their net spend is a lot better. There's a lot of teams that are performing very well. Aston Villa this yeah. season, I know that they've spent a lot of money this season, but they were relegation candidates last season, and now they're they're performing very well considering. Can the success of teams this year be down to the fact that it's COVID season? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Especially with no fans being in there. Like you look at West Ham and how amazing they're doing. I honestly think if they had a full, however big their stadium is, if they had all their fans in there, I don't think they'd be doing as well because the players are being able to take more risks. They don't feel the pressure of it. Um, 60,000, Adam. Uh, So if they had a full 60,000 seater, I don't think their players would be willing to take the risk because if it doesn't come off, the fans are just going to boo them. It's going to happen with all the clubs. And, and it, was sim- it was similar to when um, when Tottenham were flying in the beginning of the season and they were saying how the fans would have easily affected their their position in the league at that time because of the fact that Mourinho doesn't always play the favourable type of yeah. football. So it's, it's worked and it hasn't for, for many teams. I think even with Liverpool's situation, with all the injuries they have, I generally believe that if they had their fans at Anfield, they wouldn't be in the in the current situation that they're in. I think uh, Sheffield United got it the worst. I dis- I disagree with that. I disagree with Liverpool. I uh, I put a bet on before the season saying they would finish outside the top four on the fact that Klopp likes to run players to to the bone. Really, yeah. he he works them too hard. 
and great, it worked out for them. They won the first title in 30 years. And a lot of Liverpool fans would say that that's all they wanted. That's all they've cared for for the last 30 years. Mm. However, you've also got to remember that these players now, look at them, they are becoming more injury prone. We know that overworking them makes them become more injury prone. And he is so stubborn. I think he's starting to show his true colours. Look at the fact that he, he was begging about these five substitution rule that the EFL have brought in. And yet he doesn't even use three substitutes properly. Yeah. He waits till the 88th minute to make third, uh, like his, his second substitution or something. Yeah. He's thinking, come on, like you're not using the players that you've got available. He brought Ben Davis in and he hasn't even used him properly. Again, like you can't say that you've got all these injury problems and then not be using the, the, the substitutions correctly and the players that are available to you. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think he could have made more from the situation that he was in. I don't know, maybe switch to a free, for example, for a period of time or just switch it up a little. I don't know. The reason why they're not at the top is because Henderson was at the back. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. He should never have been moved there. Their, their goals are not coming. Their goals are not coming because Henderson is no longer creating them for them. Yeah. And as much as people actually hate Henderson, he creates goals. Salah, Mane, brilliant, but he creates goals for them. Well, at the, at the same time, you have, I, well, judging by last season, in my personal opinion, the best midfielder in the world, which was Thiago Silva, uh, not Thiago Silva, Thiago uh, Alicantra, or if that's how you say his name. But he, he was the best midfielder in the world. You put him in Hendo's position and you compare the two together, he's creating more chances than Hendo. It's just straight facts. The only thing about Hendo is he does the balance thing quite yeah. well. And I, think, I think that's where Thiago's struggling at the moment because he, yeah. I'm pretty sure, is given away... He gives away so many fouls. He gives away so many fouls and I think he's picking up a yellow card like every single yeah. game. I don't think he can, he can provide on the defensive side and I don't think... It's you look where he's been terrible. In the it's yeah, but I think that's because he's... Terrible. Yeah, it does. But look at the clubs that he's been at. As If he's playing in that pivot role, he's never done a have to do that defending at Bayern or Barca, is he? At Liverpool, he's having to do that, and I don't think he can cope with it. And that with is Bayern, also lacking his going forward game as well, I think. When you're with Bayern, you don't care. You, it's whoever scores the most. Yeah. Like, Bayern aren't known for their defensive structure. Look at the amount of time. Yeah, Bayern did gone. have a very, very good defensive record there last season, didn't they? Of course they did. But have you not noticed the amount of time, especially this season? The amount of times, yeah, exactly. It's the amount of goals that we're remembering, not the amount of times they don't concede. The amount of times, look at um, this season, they've gone down. And like they've been one two nil down, and they're still winning the game four two. Mm. It's a bit like what Klopp first did when he came into it, like the Prem, and he was like, "Oh, I'll happily win a game five four. But unfortunately, he can't do that forever. I don't know, man. I feel like he's not as bad as what people put put out in terms of like the work rate and whatnot. I personally think he's doing what he needs to do, but it's just he's kind of not in the right. Set up because Bayern is more of a of a build up kind of thing, whereas Liverpool is a the minute you get it, can you release it straight to someone that's going to make something out of the pass that you play? But you can see with Thiago, he's that kind of person that's just going to keep it ticking regardless. And this is probably why it worked at Bayern. But with Liverpool, it's so it's so fast paced, and obviously with Premier League being different league styles and whatnot. I don't know, man. I I, st- I still put Thiago as one of the best midfielders out there. Yeah. I just think Liverpool not using him right. I think Henderson yeah. shits all over him. Yeah, <laughs> no, no I, I think they and, are. And I, I was never a big fan of Henderson, especially like I thought he was really taking over Steven Gerrard's place, and I think Gerrard was a fantastic midfielder. 
Um, one of the best for England ever. Um, however, I just think, to me, Henderson controls the game. Yeah. And that's what he's always been doing. And that's why he's captain. And that's why he's always controlled the game. To me, he did not need to be put in the back. I think Klopp made a mistake. And yeah, I, I think he he knows that he's made a mistake, but he's a bit, a bit like Mourinho and too stubborn to change that. <laughs> Go on, Lewis. You was going to say something. Uh, yeah, on Thiago, I, I think it's the fact that when a player's not or perceived not for, uh, performing, like a system change from Liverpool to Bayern, Barca, etc., you look at Thiago and he does seem a little out of depth. I'm not saying he's not capable of doing that, but he needs to adapt to a new system. And you look at like Lukaku at Man United, you're not telling me that Lukaku goes from the player at Everton to a system change at United that doesn't suit him. And yeah. apparently he's a shit player. That's not how it works. He's now moved into Inter to a system that works and he's scoring goals left, right and centre. People, people are attracted to players doing bad and they like bad press. People love to jump on a bandwagon of players doing poorly, but they don't negate for the fact that a system change whether that player is Ronaldo or Messi, you put Messi into a wrong system, uh, he might find ways around it for sure because it's Messi or Ronaldo, but it's not going to be to benefit. Ronaldo at the start of the season for Juve, it weren't, it weren't ideal for him in his first season. It was a system change a little bit for him. It was different. He suited to it very, very quickly and it came around, but not all players can do that. And they need a say, system though, that with Thiago, I feel like people bought into the fact that he was going to create goals for Liverpool, whereas if you look at his stats at Bayern, he wasn't that much of a goal creator. He was one that would just keep it ticking. He was more of an intricate passer, like what he's showing now. He only got like eight assists across the, his last three seasons at Bayern. People yeah. thought he was going to create all the goals for them. He was going to score for midfield. He was going to create them for the front three. He, he, that's not the sort of player he is, in my opinion. And his stats back it up and show that he's not that sort of creative player. He's just one that will keep it ticking. I, th I think he still has a lot to show, and obviously, if he if he longs out his contract till the end, and obviously the players come back here, the fans come back in, I think that's when you'll see the best of him. Yeah. But yeah, moving on. Um, there's been a, a little debate in my in my other group chat, and and Adam made it clear as well to add this in. So I thought I would. Uh, Lewis mentioned about Ronaldo and fitting into Juve and whatnot. Speaking about Ronaldo. Uh, there's this conversation that Ronaldo is having a kind of not a great season at the moment at Juventus because obviously they're not really competing for the league and as it looks it looks like they're going to go out of the Champions League obviously you never know with the Ronaldo show but potential is always there there was something from Puberty Sport yeah, yeah. they put out something that says no help Cristiano Ronaldo has scored 42% of Juventus Serie A goals this season I think he's top goal scorer of the league as well correct me if I'm wrong if it if anyone knows. So, is he really having a nightmare? So, you I know what? So, I was looking at this earlier and to me, you've got numerous reasons on why Juventus are failing. So, Ronaldo was brought in there to win the Champions League for him and he hasn't. Yeah. However, Ronaldo's gone in there, a bit like what Lewis was saying earlier, under two different systems. And I think that's been hard for, for, for him. Because um, obviously he had Sari and Sari, Sari doesn't play really his style of football. And then you also, you've now got um, Pirlo in, in charge. And Pirlo is a, is, is a manager that it's his first season yeah. ever. Like, he got promoted from the under-23s manager in like five days, didn't yeah, he? he did, it was like yeah. ridiculous. And there was a lot of hype yeah. around him because he had like the highest uh, coaching scores or 
something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the second, the second highest coach, you got like 97% or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong, he is amazing. Like, I think he is like one of the best players ever. Like, he's just he was so silky the way that he just controlled a ball and just he found a pass like no tomorrow. However, we've always, always already seen that a good player doesn't make a good manager. Now, I'm not saying that he's I mean, he's learning still. So at the end of the day, he is still learning. But look at the team of the past for Juventus and look at what they are now. They are nowhere near the right players to get them to, to win the league and the Champions League. They, they're not. Especially if you look at, if you look at when, uh, when Pogba left. Was that 2016? 2016, yeah. Okay. That team <laughs> was, <laughs> was <laughs> unreal. Absolutely unreal that team. I I don't know. I can't remember it off my heart, but like if, if I'll try and find it, that team is unreal. Well, this is the thing you can't you can't compare a team that he was playing in to a team that he's managing. This just doesn't make sense. If anything, you have to compare the team that he has now to the team that Sorry had last year. What's the difference? Why why has it gone from still winning the Serie A, which they've been doing for like what eight plus years, to now not even being a contender? You know, I, I was about to say something. I, I was actually about to put my hand up. I don't know why, but um, so I, I think it's weird though because, in my opinion, I think the teams around them have become a lot stronger. And I, I'm not saying Juve are still performing how they did last season because I do think they've dropped off a little bit. But I think that's because they've not, not they don't normally have that pressure of team so many teams pushing on them. And if you look this season, Milan and Inter are absolutely pushing on them. Napoli are looking okay. Atalanta are looking okay. And I know they're not right with them. Well, they are currently. Lazio as but they've well. got so many teams around them. Yeah, they've got so many teams around them at the moment that are pushing and they've not had that in recent years. And I don't know, out of all seasons, considering a pandemic, it's weird that it's this season. But perhaps yeah. that is also playing a part in them. Things aren't as smoothly as they would be normally with Juve. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I mean, they let, they let a few players go as well, isn't it? Like, they let Pjanic go to Barca. Pjanic go. Higuain they bring in well. for all. <laughs> But oh, apparently yeah, that was a deal that both clubs had to do just to like help out with balancing the books and stuff is mm. what I've been seeing. Right, okay. And then uh, I think Douglas Costa went as well. He's gone Bayern, yeah. 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 So that was another... Matuidi's gone, isn't it? Matuidi went, yeah. So... Yeah. Um, and then obviously yeah. a few injuries as well. Bonucci got injured, didn't he? Um, yeah, did got injured. What do we think of De Ligt? Has he made the impact at Juve the way like we all expected him to? Or is he um, I think it's a tough one. Uh, admittedly, I'd, I've not watched much of him. I don't watch much of Juve. Um, and I think that's the reason. I think when you go to a foreign club, even Ronaldo, and Ronaldo's never been on the radar, but if he was at a different club, it would be a little bit different. Yeah. Mm. You'd see so much more. And I think at Juve, now people, like they'll probably look at it like, oh, he's at Juve, easy goals, blah, blah, blah. Whereas if he's at Real Madrid or Man United, etc., he's in the limelight even more. And I think because we don't have as much access to that league, it's a little bit harder to see what he does. And I think that's players abroad get judged a lot harsher if they're not performing as opposed but to the Premier we, League. We know that the Italian league has always been defensively a yeah. very sound league. We know that yeah. some of the best midfielders, uh, defenders in the world have come from like the Italian league. So we know that. My question would be, our original conversation was about managers. If mm-hmm. Pep was currently at Juve, would they be in their current position? No. 
No. I don't think They'd so. be top of the league. Easily. Top. Easily top of the league. They'd be flying. And don't get me wrong, Inter and AC have been amazing this year. Honestly. And, and it makes a big difference, like managers and some of the players that they've brought in. But if Pep was currently at Juve, with, the, with some of the players that are there, they would not be having any problems. And they definitely wouldn't be 2-1 down to Porto. I, I think, still think they're going to. I think they're going to get through to the Champions League anyway. I think that's rubbish. They were losing. Yeah. They lost to Leon last year. We we won about, and they had like what three times the squad that Juve got, and they lost to Leon. Moussa Dembélé and that get out of here. Do you, do you think with Pep though? Pep in control. To be fair, that I think I think they would what? still struggle the first season because if you look at when Pep came to Man City, he he finished fourth, didn't he? I think or third. Yeah. And then he brought in the players he wanted for his system, which worked, and then he went and won the league. So I think that would still be the same with Juventus, but hard to say. Bro, they got smoked by Leon. I'm not having this. They got smoked by Leon. A few years before that, they got smoked by Monaco. I'm not having none of this. You can't do it. Have Ronaldo, have Ronaldo in the side. It changes the no, whole yeah. thing. Having Ronaldo in your team I, changes the whole thing. Just like having Messi in the side changes the whole thing. This is why I keep thing. saying, yeah, that it's a COVID season. This is why I don't take things under, to, under account. I think, look, everyone's playing, like all the big clubs at least, respectfully, are playing <laughs> Europa League or Champions League. So it's triple the game amount. And then you're playing FA Cup, Carling Cup, Carabao Cup. Them guys there, they're playing Italian Cup. Uh, Spanish team Copa del Rey and whatnot so it's just so many games after games after mm. games which is why all the guys at the top the, the top six are, have the most injuries you look at United's got injuries um, who else has got injuries um, Liverpool Liverpool got loads of injuries even Leicester now Leicester got, yeah Leicester got, got loads massive yeah they got like five or six players out and Ashley Barnes was it Barnes today? Uh, Harvey Barnes today, yeah. And Johnny Evans. And Johnny, yeah, Evans, Johnny yeah. Evans. Exactly. Barnes been uh, out for six weeks. He's going to be out for six weeks now. Yeah. Got but, one set though. One set. So I know that obviously we're talking about elite, the like the Premier League, right? Yeah. However, the EFL play an extra ten games a season. Here we go. Is that to bring in Middlesbrough? Any? <laughs> go on, Jamie. Yeah. I'm going to bring in there. But. But the EFL clubs do not have as much of a problem with injuries, right? And I would say the EFL leagues are... It's because you allowed more, more players to registrate. more players available. Instead of just a 25... It doesn't, you don't, it doesn't make a difference on the amount of injuries. Well, you can have more rotation, you, technically, can't you? Do you really think that... I'm just saying, just for rotation? <laughs> do you really think that? No. Most managers find their starting 11 and they keep that every week. What I'm saying is, um, the EFL, you play more games, okay? Because obviously, you've still got to play the Carabao Cup. You've still got to play um, the FA Cup. Um, they've even got to play that Czech FA trade crack, Right. Is that not for so, League One? Oh, EFL is a general, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah as a general. So, I mean, I'm, obviously, if I put into the championship, the, the Czech trade are, are under 21s or under 18s going that anyway. But, that's besides the point. We play the same amount of games, and we and actually, you don't go play in at Luton. Luton, Luton pitch is one of the worst pitches I've ever seen. Mm. You go play on pristine pitches. You play at Anfield. You play at Old Trafford. 
those 15 <coughs> pitches, you don't have to go to Luton on a Tuesday night or Stoke on a wet wind, uh, <laughs> wet windy night. Oh. So I, I don't think the game, I don't think you can argue with the amount of games. As much as I can, I completely understand. I do think that they are overrun. The EFL have been doing it for years. It's the quality of the games, though, isn't it? Playing the Luton FC, no offense to them, versus uh, oh, sorry, oh, Wickham, Wickham. I don't even know how to say the name. Wickham FC <laughs> versus a Barcelona away. It's too different. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, and the and night, all the travel, yeah. all the travel yeah. as well comes into it. Yeah, the twelve the twelve PM kickoffs. Get out of here! I don't want to hear no. We do 12 pm kickoffs as well. That never changes. We do 12 pm kickoffs as well. Yeah, but it's not a different time zone. Jamie, do you have to go? uh, Jamie, do you have to travel to Spain for a Wednesday game and come back play on Saturday lunchtime? No, we have to do something different. We have to travel down to Luton, (laughs) and actually, it probably takes like the same amount of time as it does for you to get to Spain. Wow, it's about a six-hour drive. From oh. Luton to Middlesbrough. <laughs> we'll be we'll be back on this soon anyway. We'll touch back on yeah. this soon. Um, just so that all the listeners know, obviously we have a few Man United fans in here and we have one Chelsea fan in here and it's a big game today. So we don't really want to miss that. Couple minutes still kick off. Why are you a Chelsea fan? Exactly. We're, we're, not, <laughs> we're, not, we're not big yet. So obviously there's no, there's no need to kind of put out content because it's not like anyone gives a shit about us yet. So we're going to wrap this up very, very soon. Lastly, um, I was going to say, can we talk about the VAR decision at the weekend? We have to talk about the VAR decision. We've got to talk about Lee Mason. We've got to talk about that free kick. How has he still got a job? Have you seen he's injured today? See, I know it's not in the rules that players have to be in their position, but I think he's actually done the right thing where he's realised Sam Johnston isn't in the goal and then he stopped the free kick. from. But he blew the whistle. But he's but he's blown. Yeah, he no, no, blew the he blew the whistle. Yeah, yeah, I know he blew that. Blew it a second time before it went in. Right? I know that. And but the I... issue you've got, right, is not for me. It's not VAR, right? Yeah. VAR is not an issue. Everyone keeps blaming VAR for everything. VAR is just video analysis, all right? Yeah. It's, it's video refereeing, right? But he blew the whistle, gave the goal, right? Yeah. Cancelled the goal. He had no idea what he Tell was him. doing. Yeah. And VAR saved him. It was terrible, terrible, worst referee. Well, save him. Yeah, he cancelled out because he blew the second whistle before yeah, it's because he blew the, second the goal whistle went, in. went in. So yeah, that means play was stopped so the goal couldn't Which I think was the right count. decision. I because... a pigeon over last week and that looked like <laughs> less scared than he mentioned <laughs> yesterday. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I was just going to say that I I think in the end they came to the right decision because I know it's not in the rules that the players have to be in their positions before the free kick is taken. But Sam Johnston wasn't in the goal. If you're saying that they can take a free kick when the goalkeeper's not in the goal, there's no point having them there. Mm. Is it, it's it, in it, the goal, just, the whistle. it wasn't like it was a quick free kick. If, if, it wasn't a free, quick free kick. They had a good sort of like... 30 seconds or so where he, they were talking to the players and that he thought everyone was set and he blew the whistle the thing was so L- Lewis Dunk it's not, even it's asked not players. yeah I know, I know Lewis Dunk asked he said can I take it which is why he blew the whistle but Sam Johnson wasn't in the goal he was on he was in line with the post sorting out the wall still then he should be a don't bit blow the whistle then that's the referee's fault his job yeah I know, yeah, I know. He, he is ready 
It's not the players to dictate that. Yeah. Now, what my, my biggest issue with that is, and don't get me wrong, the Brighton, they, they were shocking anyway. They had two penalties, they missed both of them. Yeah. But they scored a legitimate goal. And that legitimate goal could send them down. Like like Villa. Yeah. Last yeah, season. Like Villa, yeah. I mean yeah. Villa was the dodgiest team ever. Hey, there was Villa a lot never of went down last season. I have no idea. Well. Oh, that, that, that is ridiculous. That goal line technology job. Hey, we'll focus on this season. Last season was different. That was in the past. This past I agree. Back down. I, I agree with that. Let's focus on this season. Oh, gosh. End it off. The, yeah, the, I, think, I think we've got to wrap it up there. Quality guys. of refereeing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wrap it up. The quality of refereeing yeah, is, in, is in terrible. The next one, we'll still. probably hopefully do another pod during the week, but we'll see how we're feeling. We're going to yeah, talk about England some... squads. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. England squad, um, obviously, some more controversial moments, and we'll speak about United to beat Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, I hope Chelsea oh, lose. Same. Yeah, I, I can see them winning. Though. I can actually see just them winning. Everyone knows. Yeah, just to make it clear, so that future people that are watching can start to create agendas versus our teams and whatnot, and create some banner. Chelsea fan Jamie is a Middlesbrough fan. Jamie, hand up. Yeah, <laughs> Adam, uh, hands up, United fans. Um, Lewis at the bottom with the headphones, he is a West Ham fan, Hammers, and then our one and only Nathan, he is a Villa fan. So, pretty good mix, um, <laughs> fan. but yeah, every, every, everyone's got a pretty good mix. So, hopefully, we can get some different views and, and banner along the whole way but apart from that you've been now tuned in you've been listening to TSV we hope you enjoyed our first episode and yeah that's episode one wrap up Yay! I think it's episode two Whoa. because you screwed up last week right, Jamie but we don't need to say that yeah Jamie they don't need to know about that yeah Jamie Jamie, Jamie. Hey, guys, you know.